When divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. Welcome to Reclaiming Your Life, a dawn of a new day for you and your children. I'm your host, Don Christensen. Thank you so much for leaning in today with me as we discuss the female factor. Boobs or boots. <laughs> you know, I labeled this topic as such because there are many times in my own experiences as a mother that I had to be both mom and dad raising my son. You won't hear me get into the whole soapbox of me being a single mother, but when I was putting this week's show together, I reflected on not only my own upbringing, but also my influences and how I raised my child. Some of it brought me to tears, and other thoughts made me laugh hysterically. My questions to myself were, did every tiny thing my mom did impact the way I turned out or shaped my destiny? And secondly, Did every tiny thing I did impact the way my child turned out or shaped his destiny? I started to reflect on how my influences in raising my child contributed to his emotional development. I also reflected on my early childhood education classes I took over 30 years ago. I just aged myself. (laughs) And I started thinking that a child's development encompasses many aspects, including physical, social, emotional, and cognitive mental health. Now, all these concepts are not new to this, you know, to us, but in my reflection, I really pondered on those issues. In order for children to develop in all aspects, they must be supported in all areas, and the one person most often responsible for this encouragement is the mother. Mothers tend to be the primary caretaker in both traditional and single-parent families and thus are with their mother more than anyone else. Mothers, therefore, are in the unique position of influencing their children's growth in all areas of development, beginning with the bonding and attachments that they usually develop with their children. Well, before we go any further, although this is not a history lesson, let's take a brief moment to review the historical view of women and motherhood. A pivotal role of being a mother is still a divine mission assigned to women alone. From a classic poem written by William Ross Wallace entitled, What Rules the World? He said that the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. I kind of like that quote. As the women's revolutions occurred, my readings revealed that The long-standing debate has been that women, especially mothers, should be at home taking care of the children as our primary function on this planet. Although there are many religious reasons and and or beliefs that coincide with that statement, and I completely appreciate those views, I will not be diving into the religious mantra today. The historical views were unanimous that if the children didn't turn out good, As society dictated, the mother was to blame. In my opinion, and I do have mixed feelings about this, but my intuition tells me motherhood was, and sometimes still is, a war waged on our identity, fortitude, and health. 
silently and slowly it changes us and the responsibility can be overwhelming. Change can be good or bad depending on how we view it. And the expectations we have of ourselves can sometimes be unrealistic. The women's revolution was not about allowing women into the workforce so they could have two jobs. The revolution was not to create a dissension between working moms and stay-at-home moms. It is a matter of choice requiring no, no guilt for our personal choices. So we want to be accepted for it either way. I'm not going to go into rant about single momisms, but in my personal experiences, I was a single mother. I went from working an eight-hour day, not including commute time, to being responsible for another human being for a 24-7 life. Okay, I understand dads also contribute on a certain level, but we'll just have to wait till next week for the Father's Day episode to get our attention, or for them to get our attention. So today is about moms. I ask you, as I asked myself, looking at all the things that are going on in today's society and how children are, you know, just referencing Texas, how the children, how that that teenager just went on the shooting rampage and it happens all the time. It's so sad. So my questions, do you believe that a mother's influence is dead? Or do you believe in long live mother's influence? The debate on how much mothering matters has probably been going on since two prehistoric mothers sat on a boulder-strewn playground discussing their kids. The one whose child invented the wheels must have swelled with pride while talking about her parenting prowess, while the one whose kid couldn't even build a fire argued that outside influences had more of an effect. A side thought was um, with me is that how the kids felt about it themselves, which could also have been a tale old as time. The truth usually lies somewhere in between, though. But the good news is that, moms, we can relax a little bit. While things like your, our temperament and availability um, influence our, our little ones, not every tiny thing that we do impacts our children and how they turn out. But our influences are strong, especially in the first years of a child's life, first three years to be exact. We will address that shortly. There are countless studies and scientific theses on this topic. Percentages of this and that, genes and DNA versus upbringing, and so on. However, gone are the days when experts in child development made far-reaching generalizations about how mothers shaped their children's destiny. Now, researchers recognize that whether children model themselves on their mothers or rebel against their example has all depends on the child's own temperament. That discovery spun my brain. Early in my motherhood, I had met with a psychologist. I had realized that even before I was married and had a child of my own, my own temperament was that of peace, empathy, and harmony. But circumstances I later found myself involved in had me swimming in uncharted territory of rage, anger, and lack of harmony. I discovered I did not exist well in conflict, hatred, and anger, and I needed to sort some things out. I didn't understand that if my own, um, of, of my own temperament, that if it was actually my character or if it was a byproduct of how I was raised and had adopted subconsciously. 
I recently had a discussion with a psychologist friend of mine, and she said, some of our daughters follow us as role models and some of them rebel. It depends not only on what mother the mother does, but what attitude she projects about it. Well, that made me think, you know, I have a wonderful career, but have I come home and been, and been tired, but yet complained every night about my work and about my job? So what kind of attitude and what kind of projection did that give to my child? This was another huge hit in the face. You know, in addition to all that, mothers teach us the power of words. The words that mothers speak have power and words can build up a child or tear them down. How are we shaping our children as we speak to them? Are you like a potter shaping the soft clay of your child's hearts with words with a light guiding hand at some times and with a gentle pressure at others? Or are you a sculptor using words like hammers, chisels, and knives because you are too busy or stressed out to speak kindly and exercise patience? So why are mothers so important in a child's life? Well, I ask you two questions related to that. Why are mothers so important to sons? Mothers are so important in a son's life because the way they relate to their mothers is the foundation upon which later relationships with their partner will be based. Did you have a loving mother, a mother who really cared? Do you have did you have a cold or callous mother who never expressed her love, never cuddled or hugged you? Did your mother always play the victim? Did she talk about her own problems instead of paying attention to yours? These are some of the dynamics that play a role in a partner choice of a son. Now, the second question is, how important are mothers with their daughters? Mothers are so important for their daughters because they lay the foundation for the way the daughters develop and experiences her own mothership later in life. If your mother is distant and aloof, you cannot express or Anne cannot express her emotions, the daughter may subconsciously copy this behavior. Did you treat your, Did she treat her father with respect? Um, was she over-involved, etc.? Did she teach you to deal with money instead of squandering it? The way the mother treats and raises the daughter will have a direct influence on the way the daughter shapes her motherhood later in life. Now, before we pause for a short break... I wanted to share something that I ran across totally by accident, but in absolute perfect time for our sharing today. In 2014, American Greetings released a YouTube video showing interviews for a director of operations job. I really encourage you to go to YouTube and search crazy job interview for unrealistic job. It entailed being constantly on your feet, working in limited hours in chaotic environments, taking no breaks, the job was 24-7, only eating after your associate had finished with their lunch, being an expert in medicine, finance, and culinary arts. If you had a life, you were asked to give that life up, and that millions of people were already doing the job. One interviewee said, is this even legal? I was totally laughing so hard. Another interviewee said the job was almost a very, very sick, twisted joke. Again, I couldn't stop laughing when I watched this video. Then, the big reveal was that the job was called being a mother. You really have to watch that interview. 
I'm sure will make all of you laugh too. It's hilarious. When we come back, I will be reading one of the most touching stories I have read in a very long time, which I discovered during Mother's Day of 2017. And I will be introducing to you my special guest and colleague, Noelia Jerez, where we will have an awesome discussion about her incredible journey to now and raising her three children. You really won't want to miss it. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. In fitness and health, we all deserve a second chance. Join host Michael Skog for the program, You Only Stronger. You always have the ability to start fresh, even if you slip up on your diet or fitness program. Even small steps taken throughout the day can help. Each show will conclude with weekly assignments that you can use and will want to hear your feedback. You Only Stronger airs live Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. (laughs) Welcome back to Reclaiming Your Life. This is your host, Don Christensen, and this episode is The Female Factor. I'm so glad that you're still leaning in with us. Well, before we went to break, I said I would be reading one of the most touching stories I have read in a long time, which I discovered during Mother's Day of 2017. And before I introduce to you my special guest and colleague, Noelia Jerez, I want to read this to you. So it goes... How can you say that a mother sacrifices her whole life for her child? A response from a son became very overwhelming to me with my emotions and had teared me up very much. 
It goes like this. Moms miss so many things because they're busy being moms. While their friend might be out having fun, maybe dancing, your mom is at home wiping your bum and putting a fresh diaper on you. While your mom might be wishing for that vacation, she instead is keeping money aside to get you the bike for your birthday. While you're busy disrespecting her, telling her to stay out of your teenage business, she is the one that's there for you when your teenage business goes to shit. Moms do a hell of a lot. They run their ruin their bodies by having us. They're tired because while we're sick, they've, they've spent all night making sure we made it to the toilet and trying to help us feel better even if there's nothing they can do. And for me personally, my mom later turned into be literally a freak, freaking crazy. We were seriously and severely poor for a multitude of reasons. But when I was little, I was run over by a car. It was bad, real bad. The doctor said that I would never walk again. And you know what? She refused to let me believe that. She pushed me and pushed me, refusing to let me give up. And when I turned 16, I played football. When I turned 20, I joined the Army, thanks to my mom who refused to let me quit. That's pretty badass because she lost her job so she could do that for me. So when I was eight years old, um, during Easter time, there was a picture of me where I sat with both of my legs broke. And that's, and the picture was me in a body cast. What you don't see is that my right leg, in my right leg, there were pins holding the bones together. It's called the Hoffman device. When those casts came off, my mom made me learn how to walk o- again, all over again. Pretty badass if you ask me. She sacrificed her job, her sleep, all of her free time, her friends, it's pretty amazing. I'd not be the person I am today without her. And this Mother's Day, I have to wish her a happy Mother's Day at her grave. She passed away a couple years ago. It wasn't until she died that I realized how bad her mind was. I had no idea. And I treated her really badly. We all had. She'd gotten to the point where she'd lie a lot. We just didn't realize she was mentally ill and prone to delusions. So when we, so when she was having health problems, we didn't believe her. Either did her doctors. And when she died, it went so quick. I never had the chance to say goodbye. She wasn't even making any sense by then. Couldn't understand a word she said. I couldn't say thank you for all she'd done before her mind got sick. I couldn't say I was sorry for being a prick. I couldn't say I love you, and I never will get the chance. Moms deserve so much more than what we give them. Don't neglect yours. Wow, as you can tell, that still touches me deeply, and I've read it a hundred times. And I ask you, how did it make you feel? Now, I have the honor of introducing my guest today. Her name is Noelia Hedes, 
She is a single mother of three and the office manager of A1 Affordable Aid Legal Documents in Northern California. I am so excited to have her on the show to share with you her life experiences, cultural bridges, and her relationship with her children. Welcome, Noelia. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you for having me here. That's my pleasure. Believe me. So have you always lived in California? No, I have not. Um, I was actually brought to California when I was 12 years old. Wow. Where are you from? I was born in Argentina, Buenos Aires. Argentina? Yes. Wow. That must have been a pretty big cultural shock. Absolutely. So um, how did you adjust? It wasn't easy because I didn't spoke the language. Um, there were there's so many different cultures here. So when you come here, everything is different. The food is different. The accent is different. Everything is different. But with the help of my parents, I was able to, to adjust pretty good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> um, so was culture a factor in your upbringing? Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe the Latino culture um, imposes a lot when it comes to the family. That it, it, it absolutely did, yeah. Okay, totally. awesome. So, um, uh, we mentioned that you have some children. So, um, when when did, did were you married, or were you always a single mom? I was married. I was married. I got married when I was eighteen, and I was married for almost ten years. Oh wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, now you're a single mom. Um, how hard was it for you to go through the separation? It was really hard because in my culture, we have this picture of the the perfect family, you know, a family that you get married once and you raise your children in that family circle. So it was very difficult. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom and it was a, a total change for me and my children, of course. Wow. How did your kids deal with it? It was really hard at the beginning. My oldest daughter took it um, the, the harder, and the youngest, it, it, he didn't notice what was going on. He didn't know exactly what was going on. So for him, it was just a little transition. But for the oldest, it was really hard emotionally. Her academics went down, so it, it was really, really hard. Um, I can totally relate to that. You know, with my son was really young when his dad and I separated um, and divorced. He was actually three, but I still even saw the the impacts on him. He didn't have the language to to, or he didn't have the verbalization to communicate his feelings at that time. So it was a long road to hoe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, how did you help your children come out of that? Well, let me tell you, Don, that it wasn't easy. Um, it was very, very hard because I needed to put my emotions aside and try to understand what they were going through and try to help them. Um, my oldest daughter will find a way to come over her emotions by cutting herself. Oh, wow. And it was very painful for me as a mom to see her, my daughter with scars and in and, and pain, and that was her only way. So I had to understand what she was going through and put myself in her place and to kind of understand what she was feeling, you know. And, and it was really hard, but I tried to find different ways find different ways of her to release that anger. And if she needed to release that anger towards me, I was okay with that because I prefer that upon her cutting herself. 
Wow. Okay. So we um, we, we mentioned that you have three children. So um, you said your older child, daughter, I mm-hmm. assume yes. that from our talk, and the youngest, um, you said he, so that's a boy, male. So... Um, what is your middle child? Is it a girl or a boy? It's a girl. A girl. Okay. So are your two girls, do they have the same personality? No, not at all. <laughs> totally not. Um, I can expect that they don't. I know my sister and I don't have the same personality. Even though there is a five-year gap, we still you know, don't have that same personality. How do you view your influence on your girls? Well, um, because they're so different, um, Natalie, my middle child, she's so spontaneous and, and funny and, and crazy and in her own little way. So um, I try to implant her on that that way specifically. You know, um, let's do things or um, I play around with her and stuff like that. With Camille, the oldest, she's more about education. Mm-hmm. So when we sit and talk, it's about universities and, and, and new uh, news, what's going on, what's happening, what can be done. So it, it's totally different right there. So she's very aware. Camille is very aware of social aspects uh, and um, the worldviews. Yes. So interesting how, how children can be from the same family and living in the same home and be completely different, isn't it? Yes. Wow. And how is, um, how is your son? Well, David, David, it's my little boy. <laughs> He's my baby. And even though the girls don't like that, I do baby him a lot. <laughs> um, but we have more like a, a, a loving relationship. He's very loving, very caring. He He's only six, but he rushed to the car to open the door for me. Aww. And that's just the way he is. He's, he's just a bunch of love. Right that's there. fantastic. Good job, Mom. <laughs> um it's so fantastic to instill those those values in your children of you know respecting and love and love and having open communication. It sounds like you really have that with your kids. I I think I do. I really do, and I put a lot of emphasis on that because it's important that we keep a good relationship and communication with them. We can always go from different ages. We're moms. We know how to interact with them. Right, for sure attention exactly and sometimes it's so tiring to bounce back you've spent I mean, even for one child but let alone three to bounce in and out of those different personalities we have to be more like a, a juggler of, of of children yes <laughs> yes we do all right well we're going to pause for a short break but when we come back we're going to be discussing more details about the power and influence of mothers and our special guest noelia Hedes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. 
you can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. We are back and you are still leaning in with Reclaiming Your Life. I am your host, Don Christensen. We're here with my special guest, Noelia Hedis, and uh, we were previously discussing her background and her personal story as a mom, um, cultural influences, and her children. Um, she has three amazing young children that she's, you know, influencing in such a positive way, and I'm such a, it's such an honor to have you as a guest, Noelia. Thank you. Um, now, on the break, we were discussing how your journey was with um, that tipping point of your life when after a 10-year marriage, it ended and, you know, what the effects, the general effects that it had on your, on your children, although we, we don't have, you know, you know, hours to talk. I wish we did because I, I really am so intrigued with your story. But in that tipping point moment in your life, um, you needed to shift from being a stay-at-home mom, as so many moms in our culture do, into the workforce. How did that look for you, and, and what did you do? Well, it wasn't easy at all because from being used to being at home with the kids and school activities, I was very involved uh, volunteering at their schools. Now that needed to um, end completely. So what I did is I enrolled in college, um, I started studying uh, for my paralegal certificate. I'm still R, and I started working with A1 Affordable Aid, um, which was a great opportunity for me. Um, and it was definitely uh, difficult at the beginning because mom was not home anymore, and mom had to drop them off at school. Someone else had to pick them up, and I'll be 
back at home in the afternoon, try to prepare a meal for them, try to get their homeworks done, everything done, put them to bed, and then clean up the house and then go and do some homework online and get ready for the next day. So it was it was it was totally different. Wow. That sounds, I'm sure so many people can relate to, to that process as a mom. We, we don't just have a career. We have our primary career that becomes our second career sometimes is being a mom and the difficulties that, that surround what we have to do for our kids because we love them, because we want to nurture them and make sure that they are raised in such a you know awesome way. Mm-hmm. Um, in your work in the legal industry, um, what have you experienced? Don't know. What do you do in the legal industry um, at your career? Can you explain? Well, I'm an office manager for A1 Affordable Aid, um, and what we do, we do divorces. Um, we also do custody and and so on. But um, that's how we we try to help um, people that are going through this tough time. Um, so it seems to me like like um, people would come in and, and meet with you and talk to you about the situations that they're going through and what's going on with their lives and their children. Absolutely. We try to provide for them a safe place to come in. Um, after all, you have to remember that they're going through the one of the hardest things in, in their lives. Nobody expects to get a divorce. Nobody expects to go through this. And right. when it does, you need to find someone that will be there for you to listen. Sometimes they just need someone to listen to them. Right. And that's what we provide for them. Like an ally. Exactly. Yeah. So in your in your office position, um, you get to see a lot of different kind of people come through the office, I'm sure. Yes, I do. Wow. Different cultures, different circumstances, but they all kind of have the same problem. They do. They really do. Different cultures, they, they have different scenarios, different, different situations that they're going through. Um, but at the end of the day, they all pretty much need the same help. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you for your service on that. You're welcome. Um, I already know, I can already tell that you have a huge servant's heart with helping people and especially how you can relate to them. Um, later or Earlier you said that you had gone through experience of divorce and how it affected your children. So um, I'm gathering that you can really relate to these people and how they come in and how broken they are with going through an experience like that um, and adding children to the pot, it makes it that the dynamic even deeper. Yeah, totally. Um because I've been there, I can understand what they're going through. And I understand what the children are going through. But I can also tell our clients that this will pass. Mm-hmm. That if you're there for your kids, this will pass. That they will be okay. And I, I always try to use my life experience for them as an example. Look, this is where I was at and this is where I am now. This is where my kids were at. This is where they are at now. It's awesome that you you can inspire that hope in people who are who are coming in so broken with all that. Thank, Thank you. you. Now, I have to pose a question here. Have you ever found yourself wondering if anything you do actually matters? I know that's a total crazy question to ask after we just had that little conversation about what you do. But as a mom, as a as a woman looking at it in that with those um, that viewpoint, can we? I would love to have a discussion with you for our listeners about the power and influence of mothers. Are you okay with that? Oh yes, absolutely. Fantastic! Yay. 
Um, I believe our part as mothers does matter greatly. And, um, you know, as women who raise children, even if you're not a mother, you still have some kind of influence on the children that are in your sphere of influence or your family or, your, you know, nieces and nephews and cousins. And, and do you have a big family? I do. A very big family. <laughs> so you have kids around you all the time. Yes. Right. Not just your own. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I came from a smaller family, so I didn't experience a, a large family like some people have, but the dynamics of having multiple children around, you know, still pose its own dynamics to that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I believe that mothers are the core strength of the of the home, and what happens in individual homes can affect society positively or negatively. What do you think? I agree. I totally agree. Um, we have to be an example for our children and the people who are around us. And that's how we're going to build um, and, and transform people as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, with respect to having respect in the home, um, I know that when I was raising my son, I wanted him to be respectful. Like, for instance, I took him, um, we have a, a, a railway system here in, in Northern California called BART. It's called Bay Area Rapid Transit. And um, when I worked in San Francisco, I would take BART in to the work and, you know, BART back home. But there were times when I wasn't working um, as a temp, and I would bart into San Francisco to collect my paycheck for the prior week. So I would take my son with me. Um, I, I wanted to instill in him respect for humanity. So um, he always he was very always so very kind and loving. And I gave him allowances so that he could use it however he wanted to. It wasn't, you know, grandiose, but it was a couple of bucks, and, you know, he could divvy it out well I started giving it to him in change because he wanted to give every homeless person all of his money (laughs) and I thought that was so amazing because he had empathy for these people and it was you know just respect for humanity and I think a lot of that is lost these days in in the you know up and coming generations that I really would I really take a hard look at especially with you know people that come to me and ask me for assistance and help in that aspect um what are your thoughts around that? I, I totally agree. I think the respect for humanity, it's its very important. We need to ch- teach our children that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not something that can be done once a year, but it has to be done every day. You know, like I tell my kids, you don't know what um, took that person to be in that position. Exactly. Um, I have this, we could say, family tradition that every time for Christmas, um, we bake cookies. And I make the kids pick who they want to give cookies to. So a couple of years back, we gave cookies to the homeless. Um, last year, we did for the year before last year, we did for the police department. And last year, it was for the firefighters in our city. So um, you have to respect the people that everyone that is around you and, exactly. and learn to give. I think that's the most important part. The best thing that we can teach our children is mm-hmm. learn to give. So being charitable is not a weakness. Being charitable is actually part of sustaining humanity. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Now, as a mom, teaching our children, teaching your children, whether you're single a mom or not, um, do you believe that a mother's influence should be by example? 
So let me just give a quick scenario for for my side. Um, I recall in my own life the hypocritical or the hypocritical old saying, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced that in your upbringing, but to me it was kind of old school because I don't hear a lot of new millennial kind of parents saying that to their kids. Um, What I observed was that when I mostly imitated in in my younger years what my parents did. So, um, such as smoking. I was told that smoking was really bad for me while observing the person telling me that smoking was bad for me, smoking a cigarette. Well, that was real effective, right? So, when I I did go through a period of life um, when I was younger that I smoked. So, um, have you ever thought Oh, wait a minute. So I'm sorry. We're going to go back to you actually responding to that, Um, believing that a mother's influence should be by example. I agree. I agree. Children will copy everything you do most of the time. Um, And we need to show them with example. Um, My mom is the type of person I learned so much from my parents, and I am very proud of that. Um, But my mom is the type of person that she would always go above and beyond to help someone. And that's what I, I was able to see in her Mm -hmm. and she pretty much transferred that to me I am the same way I would go above and beyond to help anyone as long as I can Um, but I was always uh, able to see that in my mom you know she would always no matter what no matter if the other person didn't talk to her she would still go and, and, and do something for them that's awesome you know it's really, it's incredible that, you know, we're, we're having so much positive experience, but, you know, in the, in the other hand of it, we really have to be careful about what we show our children because we don't want to give them a negative um, experience that they copy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, nobody's perfect, like, right, that the parenting doesn't or motherhood doesn't come with a, a rule book of, of anything. You know, it's based on generation after generation of how we were brought up. And if it's something is bad, we have to break the mold for that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So there are some skill sets that, that I jotted down that I, I kind of laughed at a little bit. And um, I wanted to just touch on them really quick that moms – we're psychologists, right? Yes, we are. You know, the what comes to my mind first when, as a mother is we need to listen to our children, hear their problems, take them apart, analyze them, and glue them back together. I'm sure you experience that with your children. And being a psychologist also goes hand in hand with being the arbitrator. Yes. We have to be, you know, the arbitrator. We're not paid to be an arbitrator. <laughs> We're not paid to be a psychologist, but we sure <laughs> act the parts, right? Yes, I agree. <laughs> Um, where the moms are the chefs, the housekeepers, the event planners, the doctors. Uh, moms are actresses. You know, we we turn our heads in a certain way. I know my dad. I'm sure you're you could relate to that with your parents. They had a certain look, and it's like if you saw that look, you know you're either busted or <laughs> in trouble or or not in trouble. You know, yeah. all of those emotional you know facial expressions you know play a huge part in. In that too, being the actor or actress. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I do. Um, I lift my eyebrow. So when I lift my eyebrow, they know that it's coming down. Right? <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we're going to take our last commercial break. I, I just wish we had more time, but we uh, will be back in a few minutes to um, go over some really amazing last thoughts that you're not going to want to miss. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Welcome back. This is your host, Dawn Christensen. Um, on the break, Miss Garris and I were talking about the child cartoon movie Inside Out. I absolutely loved that movie, and when, when we were laughing hysterically about the, you know the different little aspects of that movie. Yes, it's it's a really funny movie. <laughs> so you know a little history about it. Inside Out. Um, is a 2015 American 3D computer animated comedy drama film um, produced by Pixar and released by Walt Disney. So the film is set in the mind of a young girl named Riley Anderson where five personified emotions, sad or sadness, joy, anger, fear, and disgust, try to lead her through life as her parents move from Minnesota to San Francisco and she has to adjust to her new surroundings. Um, the opening of that movie was just so cute with, you know, the baby being born and all these little experiences that the baby goes through as little balls rolling into each of the categories, uh, each of the five categories, sadness, joy, anger, fear, and disgust, um, to build a, uh, for building blocks of the personality of a child. It was It was really fascinating. So about this movie, um, some background is that 
The director, Peter Doctor, first began developing this film, um, Inside Out, in about 2010 after noticing changes in his daughter's personality as she grew older. I mean, how cool is that? That you know, you can create a movie that just goes to show you, teach your kids that they can do they can do anything, right? The sky's the limit. <laughs> the sky's the limit. So um, even though they were produ- you know, putting together this movie, they did consult with psychologists, and some were from the University of California at Berkeley, who helped them revise the story by emphasizing that neuropsychological findings that human emotions if- affect interpersonal relationships and can be significantly moderated by them. So I know we talked about loving this movie and the, the characteristics and, and all the different characters and, you know, how anger explodes and how joy is always so joyful and happy and sees the, you know, rainbows and everything. Um, how did, did your kids see it, Noelia? Yes, they did. How did they relate to the movie? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because my um, middle child, Natalie, um, actually give us characters to all of us so we had our own she was joy (laughs) and um by that time I was still married and um, we were going through the process of the separation but the kids didn't know so for her I was sadness for her her dad was anger and then we had um Camille that it was discussed and then David little David uh fear so and we had this app Netflix um and she would actually put our names with the character's picture so we all have and we still have it like that (laughs) but um she she loved it and and I think it made a, a huge impact in her life did she go I know I know that when my son was was um growing up we obviously didn't have this this incredible inside out movie but there were other movies that he related to that he could remember in his mind about oh I might be this way or I might be acting sad or I might be acting angry or whatever did did any of your children ever reference the movie and it have the impact that it had on them um, as to those emotions? Yes. And it was actually Natalie. Okay. She would just come up and, and act a certain way and be like, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> I guess who am I? Or I would see her do a couple of things. So get frustrated and like, who are you right now? And she would just laugh. She knew that we were referring to the movie. Right. So it, it, it did. Yeah. That's awesome. So it kind of helped them as a coping mechanism, or her at least, as kind of a coping mechanism to to realize those those emotions. Yes. That's awesome. So I wanted to share a key aspect in emotional development in children is learning how to regulate their emotions, right? Yes. So um, children see how their parents display emotions and interact with other people, and they intimidate what the, and imitate what they see, but they also get feedback from movies and social media and in, in the environmental aspects of, you know, school and stuff like that. So um, I'm really f- happy that, that Disney and Pixar put out movies like that because it it helps children understand at a level that they can absorb about those emotions and how to, to deal with them. And it helps the parents and the moms, you know, dads too, but moms too relate to a movie or to something that the children at the children's level that may they may not have thought about um to go over who are you today you know like you did with natalie so that's very awesome um now i also know that we have to be careful what we say and how we um our were how our words influence our children so remembering that 
death and life, blessings and cursing are all in the power of our tongue. So with that, nurturing and love are key in the home. Uh, And I just believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, Like sunshine and water are necessary for plants and children. uh, I mean, for plants, children need to be loved and nurtured. And it just sounds like you've really helped your, your children have that strong foundation of love in the home. And I wanted to, to say thank you for that because our children are our future. Exactly. And um, if you think you're too small to have an impact as a single mom or one mom standing alone, think about going to sleep with a mosquito. Think about the mosquito and how little the mosquito is and how big of an impact that mosquito has on life, right? I don't know. That's just somewhat humorous to think about it that way. But the the point is kind of clear, at least to me anyway, that even one individual can have an influence on society, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. So let's make it good. I leave you with this. Mothers Mothers have often shaped our world from the cradle by rocking, nurturing, and instructing children to grow up and make life-changing and history-making accomplishments. From every preacher, teacher, president, volunteer worker, employee, fashionista, technician, doctor, lawyer, caregiver, and so on, there is a mother behind them who fostered her child to reach his or her full potential. Mothering is damn hard, but we can't give up on our most precious future. Let's make a pact to be the example, be the change. Don't just raise your children, develop them. Now, I know, Noelia, you had shared with me that your oldest daughter, Camille, is, you know, the experiences that she had with how she expressed her emotions with with cutting. And now, how is she doing in school? She is doing amazing. She's a Bob 4.0 student, um, graduated with the highest um, honors in eighth grade. She was even the um, student speaker at her graduation. Wow. And I got to her, the sky's the limit. She wants to make it to Stanford, and I know that she will. Wow, future valedictorian. Absolutely. (laughs) Our future doctor. (laughs) Future, future, like she said, future FBI agent. Future FBI agent. I love it. Good for her. Well, I wanted to thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Noelia, so much for honoring us with your presence and sharing your thoughts and insights. Um, I've really enjoyed, you know, learning more about you and and your family and and how you have been able to come, go in and out of diversity and hardships and, and come out with positive influence for your children. Thank you. It was a really, a real pleasure to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Next week is going to be incredible, guys. I just wanted to let you know we are celebrating fathers. Yay, dads. And how perfect it is that we will be coming into Father's Day next week. So until next week, mothers, stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.